Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first name names. We're still. Do we have a do? Okay, oh. we mean. Anyway, Let me text Darren. I'm Mandy Fabian. <laughs> And I'm Mandy Kaplan, and each week we test the limits of our friendship by arguing over what we're watching and listening to and reading. So grab a couch and let's get to it. Cut this shit. I've been having so many fun. This has been a really fun week because there's been a lot of people that are like, oh my God, I heard that on your podcast or, oh, I was listening to your podcast and dot, 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 which makes me very happy. I love it when people reach out. Um, In fact, it was, you got, you had miscast last night, which was a smashing success. Oh God, wasn't it It a glorious night? Wonderful and hilarious. And I'm not just saying that because my two children were in it. Um, Those were your kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, were weird. At least, I mean, I'm still waiting on the DNA results, but I'm... One of them looks like you. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. one of them cries like me. So <laughs> I feel like we've got it all locked up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It was Miss really Cast was a really, it was a special one. There was, they're all special. They're all fun. Yes. This one had a magic to it. And the crowd... I think we had a lot of people who had never seen the show before, and our opening number was just spectacular. We came out with a bang, pun intended, with they both reached for the gun from Chicago. Love, love that song. Love it. And it was and it was fully choreographed and fully committed. We just really committed to what we were doing. Yeah. And I think my impression were that was that people were thinking, oh, I was just here to to see a cabaret. I didn't realize this was a full show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they thought somebody was going to come out and say, hi, my name is Mandy, and I'll be singing a song from Rent. <laughs> right. But they didn't know they were getting production numbers and through lines and oh. running jokes. Hey, and so. wait, side note. Do you remember yeah. that time? I'm pretty sure it was the two of us when we were doing that show up with a twist and there was a woman who did like a breakup song medley without a trace of irony. Do you remember that? No. Oh, maybe maybe I was just there. I don't. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, it was a cabaret and a woman, no shit, did like a six minute medley Ooh. with a breakup Not songs because she yeah. had gone through a breakup and oh, she picked the most painful parts of the songs and had a musical theater the, uh, director like string it together and went oh, on and on and on. No. Oh, Emmy worthy. I mean, loved. that ain't what we do at Miss Cass. <laughs> No, not we are there all. for the laughs. We are there to get in and get out. It was very fun. So, yes. very fun. I mean, so, I have notes, obviously, you know, because we, yeah. that's the brand of the podcast, right? We disagree. Yeah. So, there were some yeah. choices I'm like, oh, hell no. But for okay. the most part, very enjoyable. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was awesome. <laughs> thank you. It was terrific. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, So, we released a bonus episode for Fandies Only. Yeah. About theater camp. Mm-hmm. The wonderful movie that we can now talk about openly. Yep. And I will just say we both enjoyed it with all our hearts and souls. Yeah. Our families enjoyed it. Go see theater or you can stream it on Hulu now. Just watch theater camp. Yep. Enjoy it. And in this bonus episode, we talked a lot about or I talked a lot about American Vandal, the series on Amazon that got me to fall in love with Jimmy Tatro. 
It is not what I'm assigning you next week. Okay. But I'm begging you to watch the pilot of American Vandal. Well, I have it been, I will. 40 minutes of glory. I have you been, will just be so happy. You know, I, I got on the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me bus. I yeah. listened to Chapel, Chapel Heart. Heart. I mean, you know, your your recommendations are coming in strong. And uh, okay. I will I will definitely get on that. I also I also um recently I have to watch The Great. I know it's super old. It's in like its third season, but mm-hmm. but that's a show that everybody has told me over and over again. So those are my two assignments for this week, along with yet another horror movie. You can't believe how many horror movies I'm watching. I'm excited. <laughs> Um, the great, that's a, lo- a lot of theater actors. It's primarily theater actors, oh, right? that makes me so Baransky happy. and Cynthia Nixon and... Uh, yeah, apparently uh, it's supposed Audrey to be McDonald's, just I heard. hysterically funny. Like really? really? Yeah, it's supposed to be like really dark, satirical funny is what I've had. Se- well, several people have been like, you haven't me. watched the great? Oh, oh yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Not Woo. this week, toots. No, I know you're in charge this week. <laughs> you're so powerful and in control. I, I love know. it. Um, Just the way I like it. Yeah. But I was in control this week. You were. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You were the boss. Oh, mm-hmm. I assigned you Rachel Bloom's, uh, what do you call it? Like a, essays, a bunch of essays. I picked this up randomly at the library because oh. I, I go to the library sometimes with my kids and uh-huh. while they're off doing stupid teen book things, I go and I peruse the writing section because clearly I guess I don't know how to write yet. So I'm like, I wonder if there's a book with tips and tricks. It's a little silly. But then I, there's also all these entertainment autobiographies and I want to read all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one popped out of me. I had no idea that she'd written a book. I had no idea really about her background. I just knew about mm-hmm. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So mm-hmm. I snatched it up off the shelf and um, her the album, uh, sorry, the book cover is very Ooh. similar to uh, my album cover of Mandy Steckelberg's Stop Laughing at Me, which was my second yes. album. And so I appreciated yes. the like mindedness of that. So that's why I picked it up, because I thought I could have written this book. <laughs> you could have. Well, after reading this book, I wanted to be, maybe publish my own called like, I'm nobody, but I wrote a fucking book. <laughs> because yeah. if you she just it's not a knock on her. She just had a point of view and had some things she wanted to say in a funny way. Oh, yeah. So she got to do that, you know, and because she's Rachel Bloom. And weirdly, I have some funny things I want to say, but I don't get to do that. Well, you could actually. I I could write it. Plenty of people actually. um, What's the word? Read it. (laughs) They would read it, honey. They just wouldn't buy it. That's how we are today. People would absolutely consume your book, but they're not going to pay you a penny for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like assholes like me who go to the fucking library. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap. <laughs> um, but I, I actually. So you read the, you read the book? Well, I have the physical book, but then I, okay. I cheated because I needed to be listening to it while I was doing other things. So I actually did download yes. it on Audible. Because it, she has a full-blown musical in the book. She wrote a musical. So <laughs> if does. you were reading it, I feel bad for you. No, totally. You should be listening to this. I yeah. think always with those comedian first point, first person things, it's so great to hear their timing and their voice and everything. And the truth of what I knew about her, I had seen Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I loved every episode I'd seen. I didn't follow it religiously, but mm-hmm. I loved the episodes I saw. And I guess I did not understand that she was a comedy writer for so many years. I thought she was funny, and mm-hmm. but I didn't think she was like a writer like she is. I mean, she mm-hmm. had crazy good jokes in there. I laughed out loud yes. multiple times. Yes. Although 
I laughed, I think, more at her truths than at her jokes. <laughs> so she, the book really starts with her childhood, which was have we very said the name neurotic of the book? and strange. We haven't said the name of the book, have we? I want to be where the I normal wanna... people are. That's the name of the book, guys, in case you're yeah. Googling it right now while you're listening yes. to our podcast and doing laundry. Stop it. Stop multitasking and listen to us. Yeah, God, God damn, it. damn it. Focus. We have things to um, say. But she talks a lot about her childhood, which is very interesting because some of it is supremely relatable and some of it is so wacky and weird. And she refused to use a toilet until she was four and a oh. half or something. And oh. she had a lot of weirdness I in love. her childhood. But when she was talking about middle school, which I listened to, laughed my ass off and then played for Casey because he is in middle school. <laughs> She's she suffered bullies and she describes herself at that age. And she says, I won the grandparent lookalike contest. <laughs> I entered the school lip sync contest and I did Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls. Um, the popular kid might really like her because she can really sell the story of a song. <laughs> she was so funny. And those aren't necessarily jokes. They're just her truths and her point of view. Yeah. And that is priceless. Yeah. 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 I got the sense that she, I mean, obviously it's from an adult looking backwards, but like she was a genius. I think she was just a really super smart kid who is yep. <clears throat> out thinking everybody all the time. I would agree. Right. And that's why she yep. didn't fit in. I mean, it's such a funny time. Like we both have, I loved that part of it because we both have middle schoolers, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's it's that thing like when you're in elementary school and everybody's talking about middle school, you're like, OK, yes, middle school's rough. And then when your kids actually get there, you go, oh, that's right. This is just now I actually remember how rough it was like Brutal. talking to Patrick about it. I was like, yeah, I, you know, I was kind of a mess. Like there wasn't anything anybody could do about it. I just like I remember that feeling. I remember feeling scared to go to school and worried that nobody was going to like me. And even if nobody did anything, if nobody. Right. But I walked around like a ticking time bomb, like worried mm. about how it was going to go that day and like fantasizing right. that I just needed to stay home or move away or like, ah, like I just had a lot of, you know, that's just how middle school was. And what she realizes at the end of the book one of her former bullies comes to a show and oh, says, yeah. I want to apologize. I, I know I was a bully and I, can we go for coffee? And uh, the the bully is, I think it's AA, right? So she's making amends to Rachel Bloom. Oh, and, I think that's right. Yeah. But this bully describes her experience as one of the popular kids. Yep. And it was the same as Rachel Bloom's. Yep. And that's something we just can't wrap our brains around until 30 years later. We can't understand on a deep level that the popular kids are miserable and insecure and doing the best they can. And we're miserable and insecure and in doing the best we can. Yeah. Oh, it's well, wait, I didn't mean to mislead you. I was very popular. <laughs> oh, God um, bless you. <laughs> not me. I'm kidding. I'm joking. There were like six kids in my class. How could I, I not be popular? Say, <laughs> right. You went to such a small we all, school. We all took turns. There were literally, I think, six to eight girls, not even like it varying on who moved and, you know, who lived there and who moved away. Six to eight girls. Who got knocked up and and went to live on a farm. Yeah, exactly. yeah I got it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, who was out working the ranch that day. Um, right. So we kind of honestly changed places in the hierarchy. Like it was really weird 
how sure. there was no way to like, there was no uh, niche that could just stay, <laughs> you know? No, that makes total sense. Yeah. Like she's Regina George this week yes. and then she pisses somebody off. So then that person's Regina George and it's, yeah. yeah. And when you were yeah. the, when you were the one that everybody was ganging up on, like it would get last for a couple of days and then everybody would switch to another person. And it was like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember right. thinking, though, I remember really having this kind of adult sensibility uh, and talking to my mom about it of going like, I don't understand, though. Like, why can't we just why does there have to be somebody that everybody's picking on? Like, I don't even understand that. Why does that happen? You know, I it there's something Darwinism or something at play where yeah. everybody is you need to push others down to raise yourself up and. The campaigns, it's warfare in middle school, with particularly with girls, but I know boys go through it too. Yeah. But the they all the popular kids play a joke on Rachel Bloom and they she's like the coordinated effort that they had to go through <laughs> to get this joke against me. You know, it's impressive. Oh, it was very but impressive. Yeah. It's really heartbreaking. And I felt it on such a deep level and things like that happened to me. And Oh, a coordinated it, thing like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it, yeah, the so girls were what they did, awful to should me. Should we tell the bandies what they did? Like, Sure. It was, um, they, they had a guy ask Rachel to go steady, right? The popular kids want to talk to you. And she, at first she said, no, no, no. And then she was like, all right. And then this guy was like, can we go steady? I really like you. And she's like, sure. And and might I interject then? He says, please accept these Cheetos as a token of my affection. <laughs> he gives her Cheetos. Cheetos. <laughs> do you think that's real or do you think she sprinkled no. that in as a funny? Yeah, yeah. No. It was no, very, yeah. very funny. Um and then all through the day, people are like high-fiving her and congratulating her, even though they don't, they never spoke again for the whole day, right? And then was it one whole day or was it two whole days? And then they come one to day. one day. And then the, he comes to her at the end and he's like, what? It's too complicated. I can't have a relationship in my life right now or it was something. What was it? He said, my parents won't let me date until I'm 16. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. And he dumps her. And then she finds out it was all just a joke. Right. And everybody's... And he was t- Everyone paid him $20 to Dang. date Rachel Bloom. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, if you, I would do it for 20 bucks. And surprising young man. Yeah. Now, she'll get she over tells, it. She has a TV show. She's fine. She is beyond fine. <laughs> she tells the story in a very genuine way with a lot of humor, but a lot of heartbreak. But my favorite part and Casey's favorite part is that she says, you know, all the popular kids, Brittany and Tiffany and all the boys were named Gaskin. <laughs> And then the Gaskins keep appearing in the book. And then this group of Gaskins comes out and sings the next song in the musical. And I, every time she said Gaskin, I laughed. I thought it was such a great, you know, fake popular kid name. It was just wonderful. Well, that's what I love about her as a character, like as a protagonist of a book. If you were writing this character, she, to me, kind of shimmers with this almost know-it-allness, right? This like super, super self-confidence. Even the way that she writes about the bullying, it is that it sucks, but she writes about how dumb they all are. Like she has this real sense of like, fuck off bullies, like you don't know. And she recognizes her weirdness a little bit, right? She knows Mm -hmm. she's not normal, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. but she also kind of doesn't have, I mean, a part of her does want to be normal, but I think it's that like super, she sounds super intelligent and confident in a way that's not confident that I fit into the social structure, but confident Mm -hmm. that like she's got this 
I, I don't know, sense of self. Maybe it's not even confidence yeah. as much as it is sense of self. Like she really knows herself, right? Well, I imagine everywhere she goes, people laugh and tell her how funny and brilliant she is. Yeah. And how talented she is and what a good singer and dancer she is. And I would I I would think that that would do a lot for her. Yeah. You know? I have a, well, well, no, but I mean like when she's writing as a kid, she sounds. Yeah, I would imagine even oh, as a kid yeah. that people were like, oh my gosh, you're so funny, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yep. I bet she was that funny as a kid. Yeah, you're right. And then she became the musical theater superstar in high school, mm-hmm. riding high. And then I love that part of the book where when she gets to college, the, she's she was the king of the mountain in high school. And then she goes to NYU and meets all the other musical theater kids. And she's like, yay, my people. And they're really competitive and cutthroat. And she writes this whole funny bit about being in college. And I I kept thinking of you because you were obviously super smart and precocious as a kid, right? You had told me stories about being bullied. You were a total mute. You tell the story about the talent show thing where you did, was it from Cats? It wasn't Cats. What was it? What I did for love from the chorus line. (laughs) Acapella, my fourth grade talent show. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. But so one of the things that I related to deeply is she gets to college and yes, everybody is... Everybody was the star of their high school. And when I got to college, Ithaca College, go Bombers, shout out. Um, they were doing Our Town as one of the plays in the season. Yeah. And the first day, you know, we're all meeting our co- our colleagues, <laughs> our, our fellow students. No, good and, for you. Claim oh, your professionalism early on. Right. That's important. Yes. Mandy, when I tell you every girl sat around that cafeteria table, I remember it like it was yesterday. And somebody was like, well... I just played Emily in my high school from our town. And every girl was like, so did I. So did I. I was Emily, too. (laughs) I just played Emily. I played Emily twice. And it was, you know, you realize, oh, we were all Emily in our town. We were all the leads in all the plays in our. And then now we're going to be small fish. And here we are freshmen. A freshman didn't get Emily. Right. You know, but we all thought. I mean, they probably recruited me hard based on my portrayal of Emily Webb in our town at Framingham High. Oh, my God. But no, they didn't give a shit. That's yeah, I get that. I get that because I I was performing like six shows a week sketch comedy, you know, at, right. in Austin. And then I go to Vassar and nobody cares. Yeah, nobody cares. Because no, they all were or they were yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. It's a slap in the face, and it did not please Rachel Bloom. Now, I have a she question for you, though. I, I, did you yeah. have, was your program theater and musical theater, or was it just musical theater? Because I thought you did, like, musical theater conservatory kind of thing. I did. Oh. So, uh, yeah. It, but the it's a theater department. Oh, gotcha. So um, you could earn a BFA in musical theater, which I did, a BFA in acting, or you could be a Bachelor of Arts, um, which was not a conservatory program you had a lot more outside classes but you took acting and stuff but we were in the yeah live eat breathe theater <laughs> bfa program bfa big fucking a right yeah yeah oh god yeah. Uh, big uh, fucking actress did you like is there because I, I always wonder about were you ever like did you ever consider getting an mfa in musical theater or is there ever I always wonder about this because Patrick, you know, he did a BFA. Yeah, he got a BFA and then he got an MFA, right? Yeah. And I always wonder at that, like, because then there's other people that are like, I dropped out of college and I just went to New York, you know? 
Right. I I mean, I thought about it in passing, but I was so anxious to start my career. Yeah. And go to New York. I really went to college just so my mom wouldn't cry. Uh, are you um, serious? Yeah. I wanted to just go to, to New York at 18. I, I oh, was, my God. Now, how were you prepared for New York at 18? Like, did you take musical theater classes and stuff? Like, were you already yeah, ready to I'm, go to New York? Well, and I was also really fucking talented. Well, yeah. And you were... um. You were, what's her name in our town? I mean, I was a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't that's, need anything I mean, else. <laughs> yeah. So I just, yeah, I wanted to go, move to New York and start at 18. I and my it. mom really convinced me, rightly so. If you go to college, it's a rich experience. You can study what you love, but also have a degree that could help you through your life. Yeah. And listen and up, kids, just all you 17 year olds who listen to our podcast, listen up. This is great mm-hmm. life advice. I mean, I got to wake up and Ugh. do musical theater from dawn till midnight every day for four years. It was heaven. Yeah, that is heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we yeah. can recreate that. You know what I mean? That's what retirement can be. We've talked about having our yes, little commune. Yes. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh, my God. Oh, just. Um, listen, yeah. I have a request. Singing just, and dancing. Uh, this is. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to play how to be a Broadway star or being a Broadway star or become a Broadway. I forget what the name of it is. But when you Uh come over for Christmas this year, we are playing that game. We're not not playing that game. And you just invited us for Christmas with all of these witnesses. So that's that's we invite you every year. I don't know why it's a shock, but I love that you live you live a little bit in the balance. You know what I mean? I do. I think there's been some travel, Fabian. (laughs) I think there's been some we're doing Christmas in Fiji. So F you. Oh, my God. Wait, let me check flights to Fiji and I'll get back to you. Okay. we just we really love it there. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Well, I get to have a burger in the lounge. So whatever. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Um, I want to. Can I quote Rachel Bloom a couple more times? She's a genius. She's so funny. I'm doing a This Um, Is Your Life about your musical theater experience. And you want to review the book, which is, I think, probably good. That's really good. Well, (laughs) it is what we promised. Yeah. Uh, But she she does a whole musical like a 20 minute musical where she does all the voices and characters and songs. And it's really, really so wonderful. Funny. Yep. But then at one point she talks about her special skills. So on a resume, actors, we list what roles we played, what our educational background is. And then the bottom, it says special skills. And we we all had them. I remember I had American Sign Language on mine. Uh-huh. And it's just things that maybe set you apart. Horseback riding, if you play baton, an instrument. twirling. Driver's license was a popular one, right? <laughs> but, you know, I could drive. If you need my character to drive, I could drive. Um, so she put at the bottom of her special skills, she listed a bunch of maybe real things. And then she said, egg donation and blackmail. Were... <laughs> and it was so funny. And I remember living in New York City. I'm 23, 24. I'm barely getting by, waiting tables, nannying, doing the occasional acting job. And the the backstage was our newspaper where you found acting jobs yep. and opportunities and auditions. And yep. they always had ads for egg donors. <laughs> That's and right. you could make $25,000 or whatever. Yep. Just give us an egg. And I think we all sat around at some point and said, have you guys seen those ads? <laughs> Is that an invasive procedure? Oh, yeah. What's required of me? Egg donation was something we all considered. Absolutely. I looked into it. Yeah. I mean, why so, not? You would want more of what's going on here, right? Am I right? 
we the world needs it, <laughs> especially given that your girls can harmonize and perform. Yeah. I mean, we need more more of Fabian that for sure. Yeah, not enough of that so, to go around. <laughs> I just love that she called egg donation one of her special skills, and <laughs> it just got me. It's one of those moments I guffawed oh, at the book. Oh, yeah. I la- I really did laugh out loud so many times. One thing that I thought was particularly funny was, um, I don't know why, because she just rattled it off so easily, but <clears throat> when she was talking about her OCD, mm-hmm. I, there were times when I was a little bit like, okay, Rachel, come on, like... There were times when I I was like, oh, I know it was stressful getting your own show, (laughs) but come on, (laughs) you know, but the OCD diagnosis, she had different names for it when she was a kid. What like the guilty itch, the hungry, hungry Manson caterpillar, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like what are you like? Stomach Ursula, Mr. Bad Shadow Bin Laden and the, oh God, I have to puke, but the puke is my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) She was just, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know. A lot of people would benefit listening to this book, not because they're musical theater background people, but because yeah, those are the relatable. Yeah, we've all gone through anxiety. I, I personally, I don't have OCD, but she really had some struggles with things like that on and off throughout her life to this day. And I so I think well, even she, if you're like, well, I didn't go to musical theater school, I think you would still oh, for sure. highly enjoy Rachel Bloom's book. Well, and also she also kind of says like, he she waited years to get a diagnosis. And even then the doctor was like, well, let's not be I don't know if that's exactly it. But for her, <laughs> for her like mental well-being, she needed like a name for it. That was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, eh, a lot of people go through what you're going through is actually fairly normal, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so it's very relatable in that way, too. Like and also yeah. but I like that she talks about all of her therapists and not all of them, but, you know, like what that does yeah. for her and how she yes. coped with all of that, which is great. She also talks a lot about masturbation. And, oh, yes. <gasps> and sex. And and it was reminiscent of Chelsea Handler. You know, oh, she, once she discovers it, she is obsessed. Okay. Yes. The um, w- It's the chapter when, when I think about literally anything, I touch myself. That's the title yes. of the chapter. <laughs> and she writes these naughty poems she has written these naughty poems when she's a teenager oh and the way she delivers them on the audiobook is so serious and different yeah from her normal speaking voice they are so laugh out loud i died listening to those one of them there was they were mostly about kissing and <laughs> one of the lines was arms and hands are involved <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's worth the listen just for those poems. I mean, honestly, did you did you ever keep a journal when you were a kid? Like, did you have that a secret place for yourself? A, a little. I mean, you saw my mortified, oh. yes, piece, right? So, mortified is a show created by the brilliant David Nadelberg, and uh, it's people just reading their diaries, and she does a lot of that. So, I had diaries. Mine, of course, were more Type A lists and goals yeah. and. And all those songs well, I wrote Matthew that I McConaughey performed in that it, show. And look at them now. You know, lists and goals are a big deal. They're they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Green light. Green light. Um, I uh, I wrote some poems more in high school, but yeah, they were pretty epic. I remember. Um, I remember I wrote one for for Kelly. I wrote one for Kelly, and I wrote one for my mom. And I think Kelly's had something about her like being older a, sister Kelly. 
Yes, my older sister, Kelly. Yeah. I think it, like I really, she was like beautiful, but also broken, like a child mm-hmm. and yet an adult. Like I really went there and I, mm-hmm. and I, you are the storm and within you lies my sister. I think I wrote that Ooh. line. Oh yeah, babe. It wasn't, it wasn't you all You were Taylor Swift. I started off as a poem, a walking yeah. poem genu- generator. Mm-hmm. One of the ones I read for Mortified, that's why I remember it. Yeah. It, I certainly wouldn't have, but I... I was depressed. I was genuinely depressed because I was being bullied constantly at school and it was it was not a happy time at all. Yeah. So I wrote about it and I I was probably having suicidal ideation and I wrote something like the world has nothing for me but pain and deceit. Tell me, God, if I died right now, would I get a receipt? (laughs) And I read that on stage in front of hundreds of people many times in Mortified because there's something about me. Like, even in my darkest hour, I want paperwork. I want accountability from God. I want things to be lined up in a type A way. What? Or maybe you just needed a rhyme for deceit. I get being backed into a corner what? like no, that. No, it was real. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. I, um, we, Kristen Goodman, who you know, mm-hmm. uh, my friend and I had this thing. We wrote as as the lust churns. We had this fake soap opera thing that soap opera, going yeah. on as the lust churns. And we would write notes to each other. But they were basically stories of us and our boyfriends, you know, going on romantic vacations together. Right. And we would write the story yes. and then the other person would continue the story and write back. I love Oh, it was awesome. And we, but there were, there were a lot of like fur rugs in front of fireplaces, as you can imagine. The hand on the back being escorted from the horse and carriage, the hot cocoa, so much hot cocoa. We never drank alcohol in any of our fantasies. We were always having hot cocoa in our J. Crew sweaters, holding hands with our beloveds, walking. I hope oysters and hot cocoa. Oysters. That's an interesting. Right. Because they're the most romantic, sexy thing. Right. <laughs> I don't think I knew that as a kid. I mean, oh, now, obviously, you're I have missing them for out. breakfast, yeah. you know, yeah, because uh, uh, that's hot. Yeah, it's very hot in my house. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that was I think I still have some of those somewhere. In fact, I'm pretty sure that I haven't as the lust turns somewhere. Bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How great is that? Oh, wait, there was, I want to do, I think another thing that would be really fun to do too is we should um, announce the names of your bullies. Like maybe we could get a full on like revenge fueled, like, or actually, oh, let I me, could do it. We don't have to go public with it, but have you ever gone back and like looked at them and been like, fuck you, Josephine Ramaham? That was one of their uh, names, right? Ramaham, yeah. Uh, so one of my main bullies, was then the target of all the bullies in sophomore year. Oh. And I picked up the pieces and took care of her. <gasps> and I I couldn't watch somebody else go through it. And, oh, my God, you're a good person. But, but then, you know, after high school, never saw her again until she walked into a preschool I was touring <gasps> when I when Casey was two and I was looking at preschools. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Whoa. She lives here. Was she nice as a grown-up? Yes. Yes, very nice. Aww. Yes. We follow each other on Facebook. and Oh, that's nice. But, you know, my memory of her is 
almost wholly negative and emotional and triggering. And she was like, hi, I heard you lived out here. How are how are you? You know, Boston. <laughs> it's interesting, like you think just your different perceptions. I had that experience at my college reunion where I was like, oh, hmm. I thought you guys were all the cool jocks and you thought I was a weirdo and didn't care two licks about me. And then you get there, you go, oh, my God, everybody was so insecure. Everybody was like, we had this thing where we went to our, I think I told this story. We went to our class tree that, Mm -hmm. yeah, and they're all sharing. And it was like, really, it's just really interesting to know that everybody kind of actually is going through the same thing, you know? Yeah, of course. You just can't know it when you're in it. No, I know. You can only know it in hindsight. Now I feel like I have all the hindsight. Yes. It's really good. Hindsight's a good place to be. I think that's why I remember when I was in my 20s and I would ask people like in their 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, like I would ask my mom all the time, like, oh, if you could go back, if you could go back and be my age, would you? Would you start mm-hmm. over? Because, you know, she got a divorce. There were things, I don't know, you know, if she ever had troubles in her life, like, would you go back and do it over again? And, um, she was like, no, no way. No way would I go back. Right. Right. And I thought she was crazy because being young and beautiful is everything. <laughs> but turns out I'm wrong. Being old and beautiful. No, it's is pretty where awesome. It's You're right. I feel pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you want to give it man jobs? I will. I will say four and a half man jobs. I, I like- really liked it. <clears throat> there were dips. There were parts that I was like, move it along. And I don't think it's for everyone, but that said, it was for me, and I really liked it. I'm so glad, because I thought, like, since you didn't watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, really, I thought maybe there would be something about it that you were like, yeah, she doesn't do it for me, whatever. But I I loved it. I loved listening to it, because I was like, oh, my God, your your lives, like, the stories that I've heard you tell, and then her, I Mm -hmm. just could imagine that she would be a person that you would meet as an adult. And you guys would have a lot of laughs over lunch and just oh, yeah. be throwing oh, yeah. stories back and harmony. forth. Yeah. <laughs> laughs yeah. and harmony. And sometimes laughing in harmony. Um we could do that. I I give it I give it five because it's a quick read, really well written, lots of laugh out louds. And I love I love anybody who's willing to be so honest about shitting. Yeah. You know, a lot of poop in oh, this book. Another yep. shitting in the pants. Wait, did she or... shit in her pants? I don't remember if she actually shit in her pants, but until she was four. Oh, that's she would right. Request yeah. a diaper. She insisted on getting a diaper. She'd be like, "Mother, <laughs> I'm ready for my diaper time." And yeah, how great that, that she's counts. willing to that be counts honest as about another that. person shitting her pants. Oh God, so good. Um, yeah, so I give it. I give it five. I'm great. glad you glad you enjoyed it. And uh, really, truly, if you're gonna have to like not talk about movies and television, what a way to go out, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, now right. we don't have to read ever again. No, thank, thank God. God. Um, all right. So I have a, a game for you per of normal. Course. I want to be where the normal people are. Um, but first, let's tell people that the Man Cave is a production of True Story FM music by Ian Post and engineering by Pete Wright. Thank you, Pete. Oh, who added a fantastic hilarious intro to our bonus episode <laughs> he sure of did theater camp he really went for oh, it oh god he's a genius we love you pete we love you pete um and if you want to please do go to your apple podcasts and give us five stars and a review uh it's how we grow we love hearing from you yes 
beep, bitty, beep, bitty, beep, bitty, beep. We have a new review. So entertaining and funny. Love hearing their banter with each other and their perfect podcast voices. Best fun. Thank you, Fandy1002. Yay. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the reviews, guys. Keep them coming. And now... Yes. And if you're a listener and you haven't left a review yet, please do. Because we hear yeah, people, people say you? it verbally or reach out all the time. But like we love... We love... It's more about how we are seen by other people. So... <laughs> um, exactly. And now yes. we can go back to a September review from Jack Rock yep. 2055 who asked, what's one guilty pleasure movie you are embarrassed to love. Let's do that. Did we give all the information? Let's just finish out the business. Get our merch. Yep. Mancave.com slash merch. Get on Discord. Mancave.com slash Discord and become a fandy. Yes. Mancave.com slash fandy. Five bucks a month. So easy. It's how we keep this going. Okay, great. So now that we have emptied your wallets appropriately, we are going to, we're going to go back to that question. The guilty pleasure movie. But embarrassed to love. I think that's the key. Because there's a lot of garbage I'll watch, but what's one that is like, but I really don't want to admit it. Don't want to admit that I loved it. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've had a lot of time to think about this, and yet here I am unprepared. (laughs) Well, because there's so much. Oh, 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 I don't even know if I'd be embarrassed to admit it, but the most, the garbage, like worst movie to love Mm -hmm. is Xanadu for me. Oh, that's a good one. It's a terrible movie, but it I, is a terrible I movie. love it and would watch it over and over again. Well, then I'm going to continue that. Yeah. It's not embarrassing, though. It's a cult classic, but Grease 2. Oh. I prefer it to Grease 1. I'm going to stand strong in my beliefs. I love Grease 2 yep. more than I love Grease 1. No, that's plenty so, embarrassing. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, aside from the epic song, I Want a Cool Writer, um, mm-hmm. most of it is not is is far inferior to Grease One, I would say. Disagree. <laughs> well, Grease One shock. did not have Stephanie Zanoni chewing gum. <laughs> and Michelle Pfeiffer. How the hell did they get Michelle mm. Pfeiffer to mm-hmm. do that? I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah, She's I, perfection. Yeah. Right. So Xanadu yeah. and Grease Two, I think, are very good. Uh, both musicals, okay. oddly enough. How about that? And also, not a topic that has to end... Now, no. it's my guess one of us will be watching something and, and rolling our eyes going, oh, if anyone knew. Ooh. <laughs> so oh, yeah. thank you, Jack Rock. Oh, yeah. I Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, I, now I'm I'm trying to think of all these game other time. things that I'm done. But yeah, let's go to the game. Let's go to the game. We'll keep yeah. it going. OK, so um, I have an amalgamation of a few games that I'm very okay. excited about. Some of them are kind of timed. Like I'm going to do like a category that you're going to have to guess. Okay. And I may not even time it because what the hell, right? You just, we'll just get through it. Um, and then there's a, a couple questions, trivia questions. And then we're going to wrap it all up with a different game that I'm going to surprise you with. Are you ready? Born ready. Okay. Okay. This is great. All right. Your first category is, and I'm going to give you clues. Famous yes. Rachel's. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Go. All right. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Rachel Brosnahan. Yes. Okay. This one, Um, she worked with Lisa Kudrow and... Rachel Green. Yes. Uh, and I, this is my future wife. Uh, she worked for N- MSNBC. Um, Rachel She wrote, just wrote a book. Yes. Um, okay. And she was in The Notebook. And she's every... Rachel McAdams. Yes. And then we I'm just... So good at Rachel. We just read her book. 
We just read Rachel Bloom. Yep, yep, yep. And then this was she was in um, The Favorite. She uh, is an English actress with a, a brown, a black hair. Oh God, what else did she do? Uh, she has a German last name. Rhymes with uh, Rachel. Weiss. Guys, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, this last one is um, she's was an environmentalist. Uh, she did. <laughs> Song of Spring. You know what? A Silent Spring was the book that she wrote. Yeah, you would never guess. Her name's anti-environment. I can't that's say true. this enough. Okay, well, just yeah. for your FYI, it was Rachel Carson, but that's fine. I didn't think you'd actually. You, you just should, made that up. You should Google Clearly. her. No, she's really interesting. Yeah. Delilah did a report on her in fifth grade, and Rachel Carson was very transformative for the. Okay, anyway. All right, here's your trivia question. Are you ready? Born ready. I'm going to stop saying that forever. <laughs> what album cover is Rachel Bloom spoofing? On her book cover. Oh, to me, it looked like "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret." But oh, interesting. I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it's um, it's a uh, Carol King tapestry. Good girl. It just occurred to me Holy as I like crap. put my knee up. I was like, I think I know this. Yeah, nicely done. I wasn't sure Ooh. you were gonna get that. All right. I never know classic rock. Stuff. Okay. This one may this one is a little bit trickier, but I think we're gonna do it. Okay, this is a category of things, the horrible things she did to her roommates. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 You ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh go. Okay. It's 3 a.m. and I'm tip 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 typing on my uh, you know, it's the lap on my laptop, and I can't wait to talk to my friends. She was IMing yes, or, yes. or- at okay. staying up late and I am. Okay. Okay. Um, this is, oh, what do you mean you've never done this before, Bernie? Be quiet. My roommate is sleeping. Oh, she's she was sleeping with people right in front of other people. Yes, yeah, she took a dude's virginity in the room. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, this is just, oh my God, there's papers, there's costumes from musical theater, there's dirty yeah, hair she in was the a sink. St- horrible slot. Yes. She never cleaned up. Yes. And this is, oh no, the kosher cafeteria gave me food poisoning. It's a very, and I'm, I'm going to do it right here. She puked in the living room? No, no, no. The other way. <laughs> she, oh, other food poisoning. She pooped? Okay, you don't have to get that way. She had diarrhea in the very small, it was a very small room and she had horrible diarrhea and just did it right there in the room. That's what, okay. Um, That is also shitting in your pants, Mandy. So that is... (laughs) Good point. Good point. Double whammy there. Okay, she did. Yep, you're right. There were probably some serious skid marks. You're right. Um, Yeah. This was, uh, she uh, never stopped. Oh my God, my life. All the time, all day. Crying over emoting. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is, this straight up happened, what you said, but in a very specific place. Um, the boning happened. It's also where you brush your teeth. In the bathroom. Yeah, she fucked guys in the bathroom. Yeah. And then this is just like, please don't make a smoothie at 11 a.m. Because I was sleeping. <laughs> she would sleep really, really late. Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. All right. Here's another trivia question. Are you ready? Ooh, yes. <laughs> Did Rachel Bloom win an Emmy? And if so, what for? Uh, I think she did a creative arts Emmy for writing Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, right? Wow. That's really good. Yes, she did. It was a creative arts Emmy for best original music and lyrics. Oh, okay. So for the songs on the show, she won an Emmy in 2019. Oh, very good. And this is the last game. Are you mm-hmm. ready? This is going to be the hardest yes. thing you've ever done in your professional life. Okay. I don't even know if you'll get through it, but fuck, Mary kill. Yeah. S-M-I-M-T. Can you name it? S-M-I-M-T. 
Straight Man in Musical Theater. Oh, okay. Straight Man in Musical Theater. She does a whole chapter yeah. about what the Straight Man yeah. in Musical Theater is like, and he's un. It's so bearable. Well written. All the oh god, she's like. <laughs> She does casting breakdowns for the different roles and the types of guys who would play. That is perfectly written. Okay, they get ahead. to be bigger assholes because they're sensitive and they do theater, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, then there's so S M I M T, Gaskin, yes, and Earl of Chuckleshire, which is another hilarious chapter in which she is the what was it the worst mistress, the lamest mistress. She. I, I don't know, but she is dating two comedy writers and she calls herself a princess and does like a fairy tale about it. Yeah, but the Earl of Chuckleshire um, and the Earl of Laughland. <laughs> well, I would kill the Gaskin. That's easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. The the popular kids who the bully are yeah, just awful. Okay. Uh I would definitely fuck the musical theater guy. <laughs> Done it. And uh I I would marry the comedy writer, even though even though he's he did problematic. Wrong by her. Yeah, <laughs> right about you. Um, that's a very interesting. That's fuck a, the Gaskin. Keep it interesting. <laughs> I would totally fuck the Gaskin. Are you kidding? <laughs> I would revenge fuck the Gaskin, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. On your behalf. <laughs> Thank you. In my bathroom while I'm there. And I would my love teeth. it if somehow I could like play into his insecurities or hers and then just drop her like a hot rock. That would be great. Yep. And then win an yep. award. See, that's the key part yep. of fucking the Gaskin is then you have to like win some super popular or become super famous or something so that you constantly yeah. throw it in their face. That's right. the next part of it. So um, then I would marry... I probably marry the SMIMT just because we could sing in harmony oh. together and love it. there's a there's a lot of marital issues that could be overcome with someone singing beautifully in the shower. Yes. I agree. Yeah. So that's yeah. something I wouldn't mind having. And so then I guess And I'd, I have a great reason to kill the the Earl of Ch- Chuckleton. Oh, how are we Because then it would open up a, a writing job for you. Oh fuck. So yes. You, right? Oh my god. Uh yes. That's great. I mean, it would help if I knew the showrunners first. Um, uh-huh, but, uh-huh. you know, then that's also motive. So maybe not. Maybe I just randomly kill a funny... You know what? I've got some time today. I might even consider okay. this. Yeah. Um, no one's listening to this, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Well, that's it. You did great. Mandy, I have breaking news. Oh, what? It... Just in what? to the man cave. Oh, my God. What? From Darren Grotsky, creator and host of How to Destroy Everything. Holy shit. Okay. A podcast Which, we have already recorded. Yes, we did a great that interview will be with them. next week. Yes, please. Fandies, you can listen to it now, Fandies. Yep, go back and it and is a fantastic podcast. Mm-hmm. So Darren Grotsky yep. is married to a beautiful woman named Renee, who is an English teacher. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm going to read you what he just Your said. Your face is so happy, so I know you won. Well... <laughs> I don't I think it's a draw. Okay. According to Renee, the final authority. Yes. It's arguable either way. <gasps> Grammar can be messy sometimes. Boom. Oh, screw you, Renee. Boom. I've never liked you. Yep. Typically, Suck grammatically, this kind of structure would be plural mm-hmm. because it's referring back to two people. Yes. But since name refers to the shared characteristic, i.e. a single name, it should probably technically be name. But grammar's messy. Because it's the characteristic. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that part. Oh, nope. what? <laughs> Never heard that. By the way, that is the sexiest response I have ever heard in my life. Like, whatever we're going to... And gonna, then he I wrote, congratulations, Mary. Mandy, on your victory. So, Okay, but you don't know which Mandy he's talking to, okay? 
He typed it to me, asshole. But you don't to know me. that. I haven't Is checked he my typing phone. You? I don't. I haven't checked my phone because I don't do that during a podcast. Okay, because I'm respectful. Okay. Yes. Ending with uh, a fart. A fight. I almost said a fart. What argument? And f- when well, you put argument that's and not fight out of, the, out of the question. <laughs> Ending with a fart. See you next week. Uh, well, would you like to know what you're watching besides American Vandal? You promise? Yes. Yes, I would love to know what I'm watching. There's a new movie on Hulu, and I'm very excited to see it, oh. starring Sandra Oh and Aquafina, produced by Will Ferrell, starring Will Ferrell, called Quiz Lady. Oh, okay. We will be watching that on Hulu. Fantastic. And I will see you here next week. Oh, God, I love it. All right. I'll see you next week. Woo! 